Welcome to Running a Dream, the podcast presented by Luzire Board and co-host Dario Randall. Hello, this is Lucire Boy from Running a Dream, the podcast. And today I have a real good friend with me, a good running buddy that I met a while back. And his name is Aaron Bartell. And he has an awesome, awesome, awesome run life story to tell you guys today. And um, it's nice having you today, Aaron. Thank you for um, coming on my show and talking to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, tell me about how you started running, man. How, what, 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 what started you in your run game? So I've, I was in the military for six years. I spent two years um, in Iraq. And uh, I always ran in the military and stayed fit. Uh, during my time in Iraq, you know, we lost nine soldiers at the time. They were killed in action. And uh, I always kind of wanted to do something for them, but I wasn't sure what it was. So when I, when I got out of the military, I just kind of started running to stay fit. I ran some 5Ks and half marathons and stuff. And then I finally came to like 2015 and I said, you know what? I'm going to have a flag made. Uh, it's an eight foot tall flag and it's got, it says never forgotten, it's red and white. And I'm gonna have streamers at the top of that flag with each one of my guys that were killed in action. Their names embroidered in the date that they uh, made the ultimate sacrifice. So I uh, had that made and I was just planning on running one race, uh, the Memorial Day 5K in Grosse Seal, Michigan. And uh, just to raise awareness, freedom's not free and, and keep their memory alive. And that was all I really wanted to do. And when I actually went to do that race, I got such good feedback from the people at that race. Some people knew exactly what my flag is for, and they just kind of nodded at me. And they said, you know what, thank you for your service. Other people didn't know what the flag was, but they came up and asked me about it. And I had people after the race come up to me and say, hey, I don't know what your flag means. But it was like a a beacon uh, in the horizon where I was so far behind you, but I kept pace with you, and you kept me motivated. So aside from being fallen soldier and veteran-related, I inspired other people um, to, to not quit the race. So it turned out to be a good thing, and people encouraged me to keep running. So I kept running um, races all throughout 2015. I ran 50, 62 races throughout the entire year. Um, carrying this flag and I was dedicating a race to each one of my fallen soldiers every weekend uh, and connecting with their family on Facebook. 62 races man that is amazing. I, yeah. People haven't done 62 races in their entire life let alone one year man. That's just it's just something that caught on and uh, then I end up creating my organization called Running to Honor um, which uh, I do a lot of different things in that organization, uh, but primarily it was set up to host a Fallen Soldier 5K, uh, hopefully next year here in Michigan and, and every year after that, and uh, also been encouraging other people to get out there and help veterans, help homeless veterans, go to the shelters, connect with veterans, educating people about uh, things going on in the veterans community. Like today is Armed Forces Day, and a lot of people don't know what that means. Right, and, right. Um, so I'd like to just clear that up and, and help teach people about veterans-related things. Veterans Day is for all veterans who serve. That's November 11th every year. Uh, we have Memorial Day, which is coming up two Mondays from now. Those are for the soldiers that were uh, killed while they were serving. And then Armed Forces Day is for vet, uh, for soldiers who are actively serving. So those are the difference between the three days. And I just try to share the information with people because you don't know what you don't know. Exactly, exactly. And I, I'm, a, I'm a veteran, and I didn't even know what today was, which I'm ashamed of my own self, but, um, you know, here's the, you said something there, 
I'm a veteran and I didn't know. And you can't know everything, but one thing I didn't know that I became aware of in recent years was the suicide rate in the veteran community. Um, there's 20 to 22 veterans a day on average committing suicide. And I didn't, I was shocked. I was like, how could this be happening? But it's true, it's happening. Um, so I really tried to get involved in that and figure out why that's happening. I don't have all the answers, but what I can tell you is that veterans aren't committing suicide because they hate life. They love life um, or else they wouldn't have volunteered to serve in the military. They're taking their own life because they can't stand the physical and or mental pain anymore that in many cases they were left from war, like PTSD. Um, so that's, that's something I try to educate people on. They're not crazy, they don't hate life. They just want to live life, they want to enjoy the freedoms they fought for and um, whether they're not getting the help they need from the VA and other places or maybe whatever maybe whatever happened to them is, has been so bad, like maybe they lost a leg, they just can't deal with it anymore. Um, maybe they don't have a support network to help them. They decide to go down this bark, dark path of ending it and unfortunately that's not really the right answer. Right, no doubt, no doubt. I, I had a um, nephew that committed suicide because of... Um, what's that PTSD yep. and um, and I've just linked it back to being killing a lot of people or something like that that he couldn't deal with when he came back to the United States and eventually you know it just wear down on him it was just wearing wearing and he was telling saying something earlier today which was a lot of people don't think about and it's mental illness that sets in over time you come here to back from the military then you you put you, you you can't get a job you got too much pride you know to ask for something and next thing you know you homeless you're on the street and mental illness as you were saying just slowly builds up it slowly gets just over time you know it's not something that just happened and you were just born with sometimes it's just something that that just um accumulates that's what i say and you know you can you can always learn like this month i learned from my friend miranda jones uh this month is a mental health awareness month, May. And um, you know, it's important to do something every day to keep yourself mentally healthy. People can take vitamins, they can work out, they can be physically healthy. But if you're if your mental status is not healthy, if you're not doing things that make you happy, mental illness can set in. It's not just you were born this way, you're crazy, you need to be locked up. That's right. an old school mentality. Anybody can become mentally ill. It's important to be happy in life. Life is short. Do something every day that makes you happy. Your life's not gonna be perfect, but be happy. Otherwise, mental illness can set in. Hey, man, to that. Amen yep. hey, to that. And thus I run. Thus you run. Yeah, that running, makes us happy. Running's a good outlet. It's a good it, outlet. It, it, it lets loose some of those endorphins that we need. Absolutely. And endorphins make you feel good. Because every day, you know, in the regular day of working and People on your job might be getting on your nerves, you know, or if somebody say something to tick you off, you go for a nice run and relieve that stress and feel a lot better so that mental illness doesn't settle in. Yep, you got to release it is what you're saying. You got to release release all this built up stress and anxiety and, whoa, anguish going on. So, you know, one, one thing I do um, to help keep myself happy, I go to this place called Victory Gym in Brownstown okay. and Victory Gym is a regular gym you know it's it's not I say it's not your planet fitness but it's an old-school type gym and um, everybody's welcome there but veterans and first responders get free membership awesome and it's not just a gym 
It's a place where veterans go to feel at home. It's a it's place in Brownstown. Where is it located? Bra- in Brownstown, 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 Michigan, right off of a King and Dix. So it's right across from the Brownstown Police Department. Okay. Um, and veterans and first responders get free membership. Otherwise, I think the the membership fee is like ten bucks a month for everybody else. But it's a good place where. Uh, civilians and veterans can come together and bridge that gap because civilians want to help in some way but they don't know how veterans want to connect with civilians but they can't always understand this is a good place where they can come together share stories it's an all-volunteer staff so no one there is taking a paycheck and most of the volunteers are civilians because that's their way of giving back to veterans Um, they have PTSD support groups survivor support groups they have yoga they have a lot of different things there that people can go and do. It's not just about lifting weights. We also have a lounge where we have pictures of all of our fallen soldiers on the wall. So if you're a member and you lost somebody in the war, bring in their picture and they'll put it on the wall so that we we can keep their memory alive. And um, there's also a side of the wall for those that we lost to PTSD. They took their own life. They committed suicide. Those people are important too because they probably are were in the state they were in because of what they experienced during exactly, war exactly. and uh, we can't forget about them right exactly you got i was talking about that earlier how you got veterans they they go to war they're expected to kill for the united states their country and then come back and work at mcdonald's or do some other job and don't don't get any help you know any mental care or something that would counsel them to come back into society with the normal state of mind. And then you, you have them, a lot of them committing suicide and stuff, and people saying, oh, no, you know, and, and some people say you weak because you committed suicide. It's like, wait a minute, you don't understand the situation yep. that they went through. And veterans, we're proud people. We don't want to ask for help, right? Um, and. and you know, maybe that's a weakness we need to improve on. Everybody should be able to ask for help. But it's something that's ingrained into us as soldiers. Don't ask for help. Figure it out yourself. And uh, it, there's definitely a, a downside to that, unfortunately. Yeah, so that's that's why I like to, I give to veterans. When I see veterans, it's like, dude, you don't know what they went through. And the United States, we wouldn't be the strong country as we are today if it wasn't for the men and women that sit here and fight so we can be free and enjoy life and sit here um, right now we're sitting outside of Avalon International Bridge and we sit here free able to drink my lattes and my cookies and you know different things because somebody put their life on the line to make sure no crazy foreign country decides they want to take us up and put us under their rule and tell us you can't do this that and the other you know what i'm saying you know you mentioned giving to like uh veterans or homeless veterans you know you don't have to give them money give them your time take 10 minutes if you have 10 minutes to sit down yeah actually sit down on the ground next to them and just talk to them hey how are you doing you know where, where are you trying to get to understand treat them like a person right because when you see their sign and you look away like you didn't see it how do you think that makes them feel? You know, it makes them feel like nothing. They fought for our country at one time, and now the people that they fought for won't even acknowledge them as humans. Now, I get it. Some of these people are fake. You know, they're, they're posing stolen valor. They're posing as fake veterans. Look, there's always going to be somebody that's trying to cheat the system. I would rather take the time to talk to somebody who's a fake veteran, and I would probably detect that. Cause right, right. But Where were some, you stationed at? So, yeah, <laughs> somebody who's not a veteran wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily know. Then to deny a real veteran 
of the respect of actually acknowledging because exactly. and that's the type of thing that commits uh, puts puts a veteran on a path of possibly taking their own life because no one even cares about them. Yeah. And you talked about, um, you know, when you get out, you just get dumped back out in the street. Right. Um, when I got out of the military, I applied to over a hundred different jobs. No right. one would hire me. I had a bachelor's degree. No one would hire me. I got wow. a couple interviews, and I never found out why until later when I eventually got into my current company. Um, at Ford Motor Company and I've got different companies that kind of work for us and providers and right, I, right. I talk to these HR departments they say hey do you have veteran hiring programs veteran friendly initiatives and uh, some of them do you know um, but some of them were just very honest with me and said Aaron I'm going to be honest with you I know you're a veteran and this is going to hurt but the, the persona is that you know a lot of veterans are crazy. They got PTSD. You <laughs> oh my know, goodness. Probably all because some dude on CNN walked into some place with an assault rifle and killed a bunch of people and happened to be a veteran. So now we all have a bad name. We There's veterans that need help. There's no doubt about that. Uh, the VA can do some, some better work with taking care of veterans. But, you know, take the time to get to know us. Don't just stereotype us. So, um... You know, I, I found out through that that maybe I was an unattractive hire because I just came back from war. Right. And they don't want that. You know, they don't want to take the chance that uh, I might be angry from war, I might come in with an assault rifle, or whatever all these are personas are. Right. In some cases, I think some of the management that I was interviewing with um, might have felt a little intimidated that I may have had better leadership skills than the current Absolutely. management. And that's not... Man, which is true. I, 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 at my job, that's one thing I notice is the leadership and who they hire for the leaders yeah. do not have the leadership qualities. They might, like, I'm in a technical field, so somebody that might be more technical than me might become a, a supervisor or something, but their leadership skills suck. I mean, yep. I, was, I was taught the definition of leadership when I was growing up, and leadership... Is the art, science, or gift by which a person is enabled and privileged to direct the thoughts, plans, and actions of others in such a manner as to command their respect, obedience, confidence, and loyal cooperation. That's what I was taught from the military when I was in uh, military school. When I look at a person that's going to be over me as a leader, that's the that definition is what I look at when I when when I'm being led. So if I see that, I say, oh, this guy doesn't have any respect from the men, no, co no loyal cooperation, you know, he, don't, don't nobody, you know, really care for him. Nobody would, like, if you look at leaders of the past, especially military leaders, you, you notice most of the guys would, would probably die for their, their commander. Yep. If, if, they, if it's a real good leader, it's like if he said run into the trenches or whatever, bam, without a second thought because Absolutely. that's what a leader brings out you know but everybody are not leaders you know and that's that's one thing that I that what you just said they were uh, intimidated because you they saw you as being their leader you know and you know <laughs> leaders leaders should never really have to say I'm in charge because if you're a good leader everybody knows and they follow out of respect right you never have to tell anybody you're in charge it's just known your presence people want to follow you and you take care of your people because your people make you successful without your people it doesn't matter how great of a leader you are if you don't have people want to follow you you're not gonna be successful amen so amen and you know what I had one I, I, I go back over the time all my supervisors that I had I had this one supervisor his name was Ed Pask and I noticed 
that I was making less money than all the other guys in my unit. And I, it was unfair. And I, and I brought it up. We had um, what they call it, evaluations, evals. Uh -huh. And I brought it up to him, and he didn't notice it himself. I brought it to his attention. And he said, I'm going to take care of this. It was like maybe two days later, he said, hey, he said, hey, um, Lucire, you got a $2 raise. And I was like, for real? And that's because he would do what you just said. He's, he's taking care of his men, making sure all his men were on the same page. But you don't see to me. And then I've had some leaders that be like, ah, oh, I don't know. I, I can't, I don't know what to say about that. Or they're can't say, make a decision. Yeah, yeah, they can't make a decision. They scared to go to the, the upper management and talking. It's like. That's a punkish attitude. I, I had a, a um, supervisor recently just got fired because of bad decision making. Thank you. And it was, I didn't respect him because he he didn't have any, um, as we say, he didn't have any boss to, to go to his to his people and say, hey, we're doing this wrong. We need to be doing this, 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 this. He was scared to bring stuff to other people's attention, you know. And then I've had a I had a leader. I work with this guy. Um, now at my company but he used to be a supervisor at another company I worked at and I remember his bosses telling him look we want you to fire this particular guy and he said I'm not firing him that's one of my best workers this that and the other and he ended up quitting because of his thought pattern of like look I stand on these this is how I stand yep. if you guys don't like it hey I'll get blessed somewhere else, basically. That's how he took it. But he's always had my respect because of that. And I see him in the future. I said, dude, I remember way back when you did that particular situation with a co-worker. You always got my respect, dude. Yep. No, I get it. So we were talking about suicide. We are talking about homeless. And a lot of people ask me, well, how does this happen? You know, like, why, why aren't veterans cared for? You know, you, you serve in war, you serve in the military, and you just get dumped back out in the street after you're done. Right. If you don't have family right, to go to, and some of these people that join the military don't have family, um, who are they supposed to turn to, right? They, they got to line up a house or an apartment. They got to have income, which means they have to have a job. If you're like me and you couldn't, well, I had a job I went back to, but through the process of applying to those hundred different companies, you know, I was unsuccessful. Wow. If I really needed a job at that time, you know, I could have lost my house, right? Right. And if right. I didn't have family, where would I go? I would move to my car. So th this is like a sequence of events that I want to paint out for you here. I want to paint the picture. It, every step doesn't happen, but it ultimately all gets you to the same place. You lose your job or you can't get a job. You lose your house because you can't pay your bills. You move to your car because you're too proud to ask for help. That's fine until you stop having money to put gas in the car. You got to park it somewhere. You're sleeping in every night eventually gets towed because the car is just sitting there not moving then you gotta make the decision to move to the streets under an underpass right because we're proud we survived in iraq or afghanistan we can live underneath the i-75 underpass right and then right there that key point is when mental illness can start to develop because now you're thinking i went from leading troops and saving lives in combat or whatever you did to now I just live under an underpass. I'm nobody, no one knows I'm here. I go to the bathroom in a bucket. And, and these type of things mentally um, make you unhappy. Mental illness can develop. Maybe you start committing crimes to get money to steal. You turn to drugs. Um, 
maybe prescription drugs to help with your pain, maybe you have physical pain from the military, those become too, too expensive and then you turn to heroin, right? Because it's cheaper. And heroin is a huge epidemic in this country that very few people talk about. It's starting to gain more traction, right. but everybody should be talking about it. Uh, and, and eventually, you know, you're probably gonna die from a fentanyl overdose with heroin. Wow. Or if you don't, and you don't go down the path of drugs, but you just stay homeless, maybe eventually you end up committing suicide because you were up here at one time, leading troops, had the respect of your people, saving lives, doing good things for the country. And now you're just some guy trying to stay warm under an underpass uh, and you just don't want to tough out one more winter and you just take your life. So it doesn't always happen like that, but to me there's a very clear picture on how mental illness develops, people move to the streets, get into drugs, commit suicide. Man, that's a shame, dude. Man. Yeah. Society we live in. So hopefully, hopefully the transition programs will continue to get better for veterans that can get the help they need. Um, hopefully we'll get more out outreach programs where veterans can can get hooked up with different groups to have a, a, a task and purpose as we call it. Feel like you have a, a, a purpose in life and that motivates them to get up every morning and keep doing uh, things that keep them mentally happy. You know? And that's what, as you were saying earlier, you know, a lot of veterans commit suicide because they don't have a purpose. They lose, they don't have any purpose in life. In the military, everything you do, they give you a task and a purpose. What do you need to do and why do you need to do it? Everything. So when you get out, there's no one giving you a task and purpose. You gotta figure that out. You know, so unless you decide on your own you're gonna go volunteer at the cleaners food bank helping, uh, or you're gonna run or you're gonna get with a run group and become social, you just kinda float around in life, not knowing where you're going. And uh, some people managed to make it work like I created this running non-organization and that seems to be going well for me honoring our fallen soldiers and helping veterans they're still here other people um, you know they're not sure what they want to do but they'll stumble upon something you know right. uh, maybe you just take time to talk to homeless veterans maybe you help out the American Red Cross unrelated to veterans right you got to have a task and purpose so that we can wake up every day happy about where life is going for you for sure for sure yeah that's powerful, man. Wow. <clears throat> to my listening audience, you know, I hope you all have really heard this today just so you can get another perspective. You know, we, we're, we're runners. We're out here running. And a lot of us are doing runs for different purposes. It's to um, show awareness in different areas, you know, this this run life that we have some of us are able to reach out in different areas of society and make a change you know by raising raising um, funds for different organizations like the gym that um, Aaron's talking about that's that's awesome they don't even get paid at that particular gym and they oh they God. just raise money you have a, um, a race coming up in two weeks. Yep, next next Saturday. Next one this week, one, one week. week. So. Next Saturday. And it's hundred and fifty miles, right? Yep. Am it's I called, correct? Called the Veterans Memorial 150 mile honor run. It starts in Ludington, Michigan, on the west coast of Michigan, Lake Michigan, and you run all the way to the other uh, side of the state, Saginaw Bay. So um, the proceeds the the Veterans Memorial 150 mile honor run is a 501 C three um, nonprofit organization. So if you donate to the race, it's tax deductible. 
Uh, and they've chosen Victory Gym, which is also a 501 a C3. This gym awesome. in uh, Brownstown, Michigan, I talked about, where veterans go to work out and be together. Um, they're donating the funds from from the race to the Victory Gym, so that way they can uh, continue to sustain operations. And uh, what I've chosen to do is uh, I'm going to dedicate for everybody who donates uh, through the website to, to me as a runner. That money goes to Victory Gym. I'm going to dedicate a mile. Uh, during my 150 miles to each donor's uh, chosen veteran. And that could be somebody who was killed in action. It could be somebody who passed from natural causes like cancer. Uh, maybe you have a veteran that took their own life. Or maybe they're still alive. And people think, well, Aaron, why would you dedicate a mile to a veteran that's still alive? And I would tell you, again, it goes back to mental health uh, and, and keeping making sure that that veteran is happy. They're not going to walk around and say, hey, I'm a veteran and want people to thank them. But the fact that someone donated on their behalf to a race like this and someone else like me is running across the entire state of Michigan on May 26th to May 28th over the course of 52 hours and chose to dedicate a mile to them, wow. maybe that keeps them mentally happy that someone cared and it keeps them from going down that path, that dark path, where they could contemplate taking their own life. You know what I mean? So it's all about staying mentally happy. It's about thanking people, you know, and... Uh, so that's what I'm going to do, and uh, I'm sure you'll that's post. That's amazing. I'm sure you'll post the instructions uh, in the podcast on how to donate. But it's, it's the website is vm150.com. It's v is in Victor, m is in Mike, 150.com, and you just go to the top right of the page where it says Gear and Donate. There's a pull-down menu where you can select my name, and uh, you can uh, type in the number of miles you want to buy. So one mile is one dollar. If you if you buy 50 miles, it's fifty dollars. And uh, I'll, I'll get your email address from the race director when the donation's made, and I'll contact you, and I'll see who you want me to dedicate a mile of the race to, and I'll certainly be posting about them during my run because awesome. their service and sacrifices are important and shouldn't be forgotten. Amazing, amazing. And I'll be posting that, too, on um, Facebook. If you go to Run, run in the Dream, the podcast, um, you can also be, you'll be able to get that information also on, on, on our site also. Wow, it's awesome having you today, talking to you. I really had an awakening, just just an awareness, more of an awareness of what's going on. You know, looking at it from different point of views. You know, so not and what you said, you know, it's profound. When next time I see a veteran, you know, instead of just giving them a dollar or whatever, I'm gonna see if I can get a conversation going up, see what their life story is about. What's their plan? Where are they trying to get? You know what I mean? Exactly. So. Exactly. Well, I actually I got something for you before we depart. Okay. So I like to I like to make sure that people know that I appreciate them. I appreciate you as a veteran, and uh, I've got something special here. There's only 30 of these made. All right, and this is a coin, double-sided challenge coin, uh, shaped like the state of Michigan. It's red and white, which is the colors of my organization. Uh, the red or white stands for death before dishonor, or I'll give blood before I surrender, and it's got a route across the state of Michigan of all the cities I'll be running through next week honoring wow. veterans. Uh, it's got my logo on there and it says Veterans Memorial Honor Run. And then on the back side, uh, it's got a soldier kneeling in front of a battle cross. And it just talks about um, what the cost of freedom is. And you know, the cost of freedom is we've actually lost over 1.3 million soldiers, U.S. soldiers, uh, defending freedom for this country since we were formed We've had over 1.4 million soldiers that were wounded in action since we were formed. There's still 40,000 soldiers listed as missing in action, most from World War II. 
uh, meaning we never found them. So uh, they're not dead. They're still alive until we can prove otherwise. They're missing in action, and that's their status. Wow. There's over 55,000 homeless veterans on the streets right now, and there's 20 to 22 veterans a day committing suicide. So when people say freedom's not free, uh, that's the cost of freedom. And, and I, I want you to, to know that uh, I appreciate your service to this country, and, and uh, I appreciate you having me here today. Hey, thank you. I really appreciate this, man. I, I really value this. I'm looking forward to taking pictures and posting this, man. There's this only is 30 amazing. made. There's only, only 30, 30 made. And, and there's some very specific people that those are going to on my 150-mile run, but I had a couple wow. extra, and I think someone like you uh, deserves something like that just to know that I appreciate everything that, that you do, both as a veteran, uh, as a runner, and as the guy that runs the Running the Dream podcast. Thanks a lot. I appreciate You're this. welcome. Man. Wow. This is, this is a beautiful... Man, that's like a metal, man. I'm, I want to put a, I want a hole in here and wear it, dude. <laughs> well, when, when I have that Fallen Soldier 5K next year, I'll probably have a cool metal, too. Sweet, so that's when you can sweet. get your metal. Okay. Wow, wow. This is an awesome um, coin that he give, gave me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post a picture of this coin on um, Running the Dream on, on Facebook. I want you all to check it out. I'm going to post both sides of it. It's a beautiful coin. I value this. Wow, this is awesome. Wow. Uh, this is this is another great episode of Running the Dream, the podcast. Um, I just want to say thank you again, man. Are you messing me up at the end? I can't even say my ending hey, right, dude. It's all right. He got, all, he got me all jacked up. I'm trying to say this is your host, Messiah your boy of running the dream the podcast and thank you for all my listening audience and and don't forget god loves you and i do too